Welcome to the Breezy Brides Podcast, a podcast designed for brides planning their dream destination wedding. I'm your host, Deanna, and I'm here to offer you all of the resources, advice, and tips to make planning your destination wedding a breeze. Let's get started. Yeah, so I'm Hallie. Um, We got married in Cancun at the Secrets Resort. Um, we got married last year on May 20th and yeah, I saw that. So pretty close to the one year mark. Yeah, we're getting close. So we actually, um, had a courthouse wedding in 2020 and then 2020 happened. So we had to push, we had to push it back. Um, I think we pushed it back five different times. So oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny. One of the other brides that I did was her name was Callie and it was K-A-L-I and her husband's Uh, name was also Eric. So I was like, why does this sound so familiar? familiar?" And I was looking back, I was like, well, that's pretty crazy. What are the chances? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So it was Secrets the Vine, right? In Cancun. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yeah, I just, I was kind of reading over your um, Google form again too. And I just couldn't help but notice that you had said you rescheduled it like four or five times. I'm assuming was uh, was the majority of that because of COVID or were there like other issues along the way? Uh, so, the, I mean, the first two, so we tried for May and then we tried for August and then we tried for February and we were ready to go February 2021. And that's when they um, enforced the mandate where you had to get tested to come back oh. home. So we didn't know the logistics and we didn't want to put our guests in that position. So we were like, let's just wait till May. Um, so yeah, it was four times. Four okay. times for sure. yeah. So was the first time just like, did you say February? So it would have been February, 2020. So February, 2020, we had our courthouse wedding okay. because for Mexico, you have to, um, you have to pay a fee and you can, you have to do blood work if you want to get your marriage license in Mexico. So we said, screw it. Let's just do our courthouse wedding. So that was February and then COVID happened. So everything was shut down um, in May. And then we tried for August um, and it was still, still not, not going to happen. Yeah. So was the date originally set for May? And then they said they were like, was it on their behalf that they kind of stopped and rescheduled everyone? Or was that your decision? It was our decision. We didn't know much of what was going on. We yeah. Just, we didn't, we, we didn't want to force it. Yeah, that's hard. I'm, I'm just thinking back to it's been two years now, which is crazy. But like mm-hmm. when it very first started, we nobody really knew like what we were getting into. And yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. <laughs> My mom kept saying she was like, you know, you might have to push this back. It sounds like this is going to be crazy or like crazier than you realize. Mm-hmm. And I just kept saying, no way, no way. And then here we are. And yeah. We finally got it done. <laughs> so how did the resort handle that whole process? They were super accommodating. They, they just kept pushing the contract back. That was, it was they were super accommodating, very helpful, um, answered any questions we had. And I had a ton of them. So, um, we actually had two wedding planners in the process. One was there from the beginning and then she like left and got another job halfway through. And then we had another wedding planner come in and she was super helpful. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So when you, how long ago did you get engaged? Like, did you guys are always know you wanted a destination wedding? Did you have like the May date set for a while prior to COVID happening? Yeah, we did. So we got married, we got engaged in 2017. So oh, we were okay. engaged for quite some time. Um, 
And then we planned for the courthouse and then, you know, that was anticipating that we were going to have the wedding in May, but yeah, we were engaged for three years. Okay. And how long, how like far in advance did you book the wedding through the resort? Um, I think we did it. I think we did a year and a half. Okay. We were about a year and a half out just because we wanted a specific date. So, um, we wanted to do 520, 2020, but you know, uh, yeah. but then we were able to push that back to the next year. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So I got to say this, I think is the first all-inclusive interview that I've done that the the couple didn't have a travel agent for. So my main question was, did you guys think about it at any point? I guess, how many guests did you have? So we originally had 40 and then it just kept, people kept dropping off or switching out. So at the end of the day, we had 20 guests. Okay. So when you originally started planning, I mean, were you guys thinking about an agent? Like what made you decide to not go with one? We didn't really feel like we needed one. We yeah. looked at all the best options. Um, we wanted to save money that way. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we just, we didn't feel like we needed it. And the all-inclusive was super seamless, like yeah. seamless transition for us. I know the um, secret. So we got married at Dreams, Jade. So um, for the like listeners who don't know, AM Resorts um, owns like Secrets Dreams. There's, what is there? Um, Sunscape, they're all under the same like conglomerate, but Secrets is their chain is all adults only, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how did you, did you guys, um, have you guys traveled to all inclusives before? How did you land on that resort? Honestly, Google search. Yeah. Um, looking, kind of comparing packages, what like seemed like fit best for us and what we were going to want for our guests. Um, but yeah, we, we just kind of Googled it and it looked, had really good reviews. It looked really beautiful um, from the photos, but just kind of a gut instinct just went for it. Yeah. Did, were you considering, did you have like a few you were kind of comparing up until that point? Yeah. And I could not tell you the names of that. Oh, really? I think, we, <laughs> I think there were like three we were looking at, but this was just the best package, the best pricing. Um, and yeah, it, it, it was just the easiest one for us. Yeah. So without using an agent, um, a travel agent anyway, you know, a lot of the times people book them just for general help with guests, questions and accommodations, but also they can be helpful if you have any issues with like travel or, um, communicating with the onsite coordinator or any of the resort staff. So at any point, did you feel, like you wish you would have had one? Did you guys have a ton of questions from your guests or like have any trouble communicating with the resort at any point? Um, the only, nope. Uh, the only thing was the day of the wedding, they wouldn't let. So some of our bridesmaids stayed at another hotel right down the way, just oh, okay. a little bit cheaper. So they didn't do the all-inclusive, but I know that all-inclusives um, sometimes require a certain amount of guests per hotel. Um I think we had to have 80% of our guests stay at the hotel. So it worked out that they were able to stay um, at the hotel next door, but they wouldn't let them in. So I had to like stop everything I was doing to go down and like let them in. That was literally the only thing. Otherwise it was super accommodating and they were super helpful with answering any questions we had or, you know, moving us where we needed to go. Yeah. Wow. So I I've heard that before. Like if guests, um, just choose to stay at a different resort, you can buy like a day. Did they try to buy, like, was there a day pass that was like an option to buy or. 
We just told them that we, we had guests oh. coming. I and I guess just there was miscommunication. Yeah, uh, but that was literally the only thing that that happened that was a little inconvenient. Okay. Yeah, I just I was wondering how that whole process was because there are there are a decent amount of couples out there who just say, you know, is it worth it um, for the whole travel agent aspect of it? And I think a majority of them end up getting one just because most of the time, like their services are included. So, you know, you're not like having to like fit in this big expense um, in your budget to get one, but it's definitely doable to do it without one. And I think some people get like really anxious that if they don't hire one, because they know most couples do that, like everything's just going to collapse around them or something, which, especially if you're having like a little bit smaller of a group too. um, And you feel confident that a lot of your guests can handle their own booking and accommodations. It can still be a pretty easy process. I just say be organized and just stay on top of your guests and say, like, let me know like what days like you're going to be like just being very on top of it with them. I'm a planner as it is. So it it was pretty natural for me, but just being on top of it and not letting it get to the very last day. And then you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And if it's a smaller group, it's a little bit easier to manage that as well. Yeah. So we, I mean, like you, like we said before, secrets is adults only too. So you don't have the pressure of like having to accommodate for people who have like a big family or, you know, that added stress of the guests involved with that. But when you, it was intentional. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yes. When you booked through the resort, you said like they required a certain percentage of guests stay at the resort. Did you have to do like technically like a room block or did they just say, you know, since you're having your wedding here, the guests associated with it, like most of them have to stay here as well. Yeah. We just had to give them a list of everyone's first and last name. So when they checked in, they knew where they were booking for our wedding. Uh, We didn't do a room block because they wanted us to pay for it all up front. And Ah. it just, with how uncertain everything was, it just didn't feel worth it to us to do that. Yeah. Okay. So I was just kind of looking at your ratings of some of the stuff I put on the form as well. So service, pool, beach, and spa were all 10 out of 10. Food, you said, was a little bit so-so at times. I don't know if you want to talk about that at all. (laughs) I mean, so there were like, I think there were five or six restaurants that you could choose from because it was all inclusive. Um, some were better than others. Like yeah. The sushi place was better than some of the other ones. Um, the Greek restaurant was really good. Uh, and sometimes the room service was hit or miss just because it is all inclusive. Um, yeah. But I mean, we were taken care of. And uh, if you want, you can go up the street. There's some really awesome restaurants if you want to get out of the resort. We went to Rosa Negra, which was right up the street. Super highly recommend if you want to and a little extra money, but it's uh, really great right on the water. They have like a firework show that goes off every hour or something. Uh, but yeah, no, the resort specifically, uh, there were restaurants that were better than others. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like that's to be expected. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to emphasize that too about the resorts. So if any, if people haven't seen this resort before, um, if you look at pictures, you'll see, I don't even know if you could consider it like a peninsula. It's like the tiniest little strip of land in between the bodies of water 
which is kind of a different vibe for destination weddings because a lot of the times they're a little bit more, at least for like the beach area, they kind of intentionally put like greenery on the edges of the beaches so that you can't see like the resorts beyond and stuff like that. But this place, it's almost like you're at a all-inclusive, but like in the city at the same time. Like it was kind of like with all the cool views you get from like the hotel windows and stuff. It was more of like a hotel than a destination, like than an all-inclusive vibe. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody of <laughs> me trying to explain that, but it looked really cool. Uh, we, we we were able to stay in the honeymoon suite because every time we'd have to cancel, we just kept upgrading our room. So oh. by the end, we got the honeymoon suite, which was a nice little bonus for us. But we had like the corner room and you could see it. So there's like a bay that's right behind, like right in the center. And then we had the ocean. So on every side, you could see water. It was really awesome. Um, and it was really convenient because instead of gifts, we decided to do a catamaran day. Mm-hmm. And we just, we thought that would be more uh, special than just buying people stuff and having to lug it and yeah. let's have an experience. So we did a catamaran ride to Isla Mujeres and we did snorkeling and shopping and drinking. And uh, we did that the day or the next day after the wedding, but it was super close and convenient. So like getting taxis was relatively easy. And, you know, if you wanted to go around town, it was a lot easier than I think some other places. Yeah, for sure. How far was the resort from the airport? Uh, I think it was only like 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. 20 minutes or so. And that little strip that it's on, is that pretty easy to travel along and stuff like that? Yeah. And there's just, you get, you take taxis everywhere. Yeah. um, And the resort was really helpful in uh, ordering taxis for us when we needed it or helping us with that. Uh, But yeah, it was pretty relatively easy. Yeah. What did your guests think? I mean, did you have a lot of guests that had been to other all-inclusives or like kind of talk to you about their experience with what they thought of the resort? They really enjoyed it. Um, the ones that stayed, they really enjoyed it. Some didn't love the food, but I mean, other than that, they really, really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. That was like literally the only complaint I could think of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry. Did I, did I ask if, have had you stayed at any other all-inclusives before? Um, I haven't. My husband has. Okay. Uh, yeah. And what did he think compared to others he's been to? He he liked it. He yeah. thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. He thought it was great. It's always fun too when you like it enough when you get married there that it can be like hopefully a reoccurring anniversary trip. <laughs> yeah, we're going to EDC this year, so we're okay. Not go back, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? In Cal? Is it in California somewhere? Vegas. In Vegas. Okay. It's actually happening on our anniversary. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So I did see, and this is usually pretty typical with at least any AM resorts, but most all-inclusives that they have an on-site wedding coordinator there at the resort. And you said um, you did recommend them and you had one. How was the communication planning your wedding? Like, did you ever feel a lot of the times because there's so many destination weddings that they're booking at once, um, some brides feel like leading up to it, the bride is ready to like schedule or plan things, but the resort is waiting till like three months before the wedding. And that can make a lot of brides really nervous because they feel like they're on a tight schedule. So did you get that vibe at all? Or any time you had questions leading up to it, were they pretty accommodating even pretty far in advance? 
we, they had to be because we, everything was so up in the air. So um, I'd have to call the resort a lot just because we'd have to like change plans last minute or, um, but yeah, no, I, I think I had just a very different experience than a lot of, I mean, yeah. obviously if you got married in 2020, you know what I'm talking about, but um, overall I would say they were really on top of it when we actually were there um, doing like the rehearsal and getting ready for that, doing the walkthrough. Uh, we were communicating through like uh, WhatsApp and, you know, very on top of it. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. And you went with the ultimate wedding package, which I believe there's three um, with those resorts. And that's like the top level one. I think that was the medium. Oh, was it? Or you know what, you're right. One. I think because I think divine is considered like the, the top one. Okay. And um, diamond or some, I can't, I can't remember all of them, but it was like the in-between. Of okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you ended up adding, uh, speakers, flowers and ball light up balls for the pool and chandeliers. So I think that's worth noting as well, because, uh, I don't know if you got this impression at all, but sometimes couples are a little bit thrown off with when they, when they purchase the package, they think it's just kind of like everything on there is all they'll need. And then they get that like list of add-ons and they're like, oh, you know what? Maybe we want this or this. Did you guys feel like that? Did you get like overwhelmed by um, any of the add-on things that you wanted or maybe chose to go without because of budget reasons? Well, there was a big debate between how many chandeliers we were going to get. Because <laughs> I knew I wanted chandeliers I because I, I knew the area was going to be pretty open because we we're on the pool deck uh, or the terrace. But I knew that the actual venue was so beautiful that we didn't really need to add a whole bunch of fluff. I'm not really like that person as it is, but I knew I wanted chandeliers and I just didn't know how it was going to be set up. So I thought two was going to be too little, but actually two was perfect, but we ended up getting three and it was kind of a random chandelier, but two, and it sat right over the, our, our table, the couple table. Okay. And the ceremony was on the beach and the reception was by the pool. So um, if you remember just like what your options were for locations and how you guys decided on both of those. So we had the option, you could get married pool terrace. Uh, they have ballrooms. Um, it was actually possibly going to rain. So that was mm. going to be a backup plan. It was to do it in the ballroom. So uh, I was really happy that we didn't have to do that. Yeah. That was the whole point of getting married on Cancun was to be on the beach. But uh, our options were, yeah, ma- having the wedding on the beach and they closed off the beach for that time. Uh, there, were, So the hot tub was right by it. And there were a lot of people actually watching and cheering us on. And I loved it. I didn't care. But everyone was like <laughs> telling them to shut up. But oh. I loved it. It was fun. It was just fun to have them, everyone included. Uh, but it was either the beach. Um, and then we could have our reception on the beach as well, but we opted to just go to the pool terrace. Too much sand. (laughs) Yeah. We interrupt this episode to bring you to today's sponsor, LoveStream, the easiest way to live stream your wedding. LoveStream is the only full service wedding live stream company specifically built for weddings. If you're trying to find a way to include guests that won't be able to attend your destination wedding, LoveStream is the perfect way to do so. Not only do they live stream your wedding, but they can also build you a custom website, offer real human support, meet with you virtually to plan details, test equipment during a tech rehearsal, and produce your wedding remotely on your wedding day. They do it all so you don't have to. 
If you are interested in learning more, head to the link in our show notes to check them out. If you're interested in booking through Lovestream, make sure to use code BREEZY10 for 10% off the package you purchase. And by using my link, I will get a small kickback as well. And thank you to Lovestream for sponsoring. We had our, ours was flipped. We had a, our ceremony on like this gazebo um, overlooking the water and then our dinner and reception on the beach. Um, and I actually just recorded a different episode um, talking about if I were to have any regrets, you know, they were very small, but one of them was, I think the dinner on the beach because of the the sand. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was just like a little less formal vibes, you know, like everyone's dressed up so nice. And then you're like, should I take my shoes off? Like, is this like a barefoot, you know, it's kind of weird that way. Um, but the reception on the beach was really fun just with like the music and, you know, being right on the water and it was like almost a full moon, I think that night too. So it was just like really pretty, but it's kind of hard to make those like ceremony and reception look, um, decisions, especially if you haven't been there before, you know, you can see the pictures online, but it's, you know, how pictures can be deceiving too. So it's just like, what's the vibe of the location? You know, you don't really know until you're there. I would say just like, to anyone and in general, and this is just kind of like an overall life statement, but just go with your gut. Like if you're feeling like I want to get married on the beach, go with it. And then whatever you're feeling throughout the whole process, just go with your gut because it's usually right. Yeah. Um, And I know pictures can be deceiving, but you know, really get in communication with your uh, wedding planner and they could be, they can give you what you need. They can send you more pictures if you need, you know, they should be at least yeah. able to accommodate a little bit more. Yeah. I know. I, I, that was another thing I've been talking about recently is that there's other accounts out there that are telling, um, destination wedding couples, like a site visit is absolutely necessary before you book the resort. And I think that's kind of making some people nervous, especially if you don't have the budget for it to go to Mexico or wherever you choose twice within such a short time period. It's a good sales task. A good sales yeah, task. There. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know um, if it's because of that or because they just want to cover their own, you know, but just in case the couple doesn't like it when they get there. But I don't think it's necessary at all, especially like you said, with technology these days, you can just ask the resort, hey, can you can we do a Zoom call or like a, a FaceTime or something? And I can just see it on the phone. Like I think that is pretty good for especially with how many resources there are out there now for like Facebook groups, you know, for all these destination weddings and everything where they post their own reviews and talk about their experience. You can get a pretty good idea without having to see it in person. I think. I would also say that I don't think they like, depending on the resort, they don't typically book a ton of weddings in one day. So, you know, if you really don't like the idea of having your reception on the beach and you want to switch it, they're able to usually, I mean, I can't speak for all resorts, but they're able to accommodate because they don't double book weddings typically. Right. I think they try to avoid that at all costs. Yeah. Or especially with the ceremony, um, you know, it's usually pretty easy to just change the time then, you know? Yeah. So exactly. just in general, um, how many days did you and your husband stay? And um, on average, like all the guests that came, did you stay, end up staying longer? Did you go to a different resort for your honeymoon? Anything like that? So we stayed a total of 10 days. Um, so the wedding, we got in on Tuesday. Rehearsal was Wednesday. Um, 
the wedding was Thursday, the catamaran on Friday. And then I think everyone stayed about Saturday and Sunday. So about five or six days they ended up staying. And then we just stayed at the resort in the honeymoon suite. And, uh, you know, we went and swam with dolphins. We went to Chichen Itza and did the cenote tours and all of that, which I highly, highly recommend if you're staying for a little bit longer, Mm -hmm. go experience the culture a little bit, go, go do some activities because I was really happy. We, you know, we loaded up our activities at the beginning of our honeymoon and then we just tried to relax the last little bit, but highly recommend getting out of the resort for a little bit, just to go explore since you are traveling. And that's like the whole point is to embrace the culture that you're in. Yeah. That's nice. Did you, did you, um, wish like timeline wise you or your guests would have done anything differently as far as well it's it worked out pretty well that everyone was pretty much gone I would assume by the time you guys left like a few even a few days before so you no matter what had knew you're gonna have some days alone (laughs) we said I think it was we like ended up doing breakfast like with our parents Saturday morning and then we said We'll see you later. We're, oh, like, nice. We, we were very clear about our boundary of like, we want, we're ready to step into our honeymoon. So yeah, that's nice. Especially when guests, um, understand that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> um, so the wedding day itself, you had hired a outside photographer. I don't know if it was someone local or someone there. Um, was there a photographer included in your package and you just decided not to use them? So we um, got someone that was local to Arizona and she did destinations at weddings as well. Okay. Um, so I, I really highly recommend getting your own photographer because I think that's the one thing that you don't know how that will turn out. It's like the only thing you get from the whole day. So we thought it was a good investment to spend a little extra on the photographer and a little less on the actual like reception part. Yeah. Um, but uh, we had in the package, we did have another photographer. So what, what they did was they did like a video still, they still did the video, like just of the ceremony. And then instead of doing uh, photos for like the dinner and all of that, we did our own like separate like sunset photo shoot which was super fun like when everyone left when we were like on our honeymoon we scheduled a sunset like photo shoot just to have photos of us from the trip um we wore like nice clothes and yeah it was cool we got to like get a little book and everything but we had our wedding photos and then we just had them do a separate shoot for us it was really fun yeah that's really nice that they still offer it because you know you're paying for the pack it's like included in the package so instead of them just being like well you're using a different photographer so you're paying for something you're not going to use they kind of offer a a second option I think a lot of couples are starting to do that too just because like you said with that uh photographer that's included it's like the ceremony and a few shots after and that's pretty much it yeah (laughs) and especially like what you're gonna get yeah yeah you don't know what you're gonna get so with your, with the photographer that you hired, um, I don't know if you want to mention them, if you recommend them just so people can check them out if, if interested, um, how did they work their typical destination booking? So did you pay for, if you don't mind sharing, um, like travel and resort costs or do they, how did they work all that out? So her name is Steph Walling, W-H-W-A-H-L-I-G. 
G. Yeah. Walig. Um, and she's from Arizona. And what we did was we booked our engagement photo shoot and the wedding shoot. I think her prices have changed. I, I don't know off the top of my head exactly what it was, but we didn't pay for any for travel. So that was one of the things I was actually looking for with okay. the photographer. I was trying to see like if it was just, we were just paying for the actual shoot and we were able to get two in one. And she actually traveled with us to the Grand Canyon too, which was super oh, wow. awesome. But I know that there's photographers out there who specifically do destination weddings, but they take care of their travel and everything. Um, and it was cool. They got to go on the catamaran with us and they got a couple shots and it was fun. So how long did the photographer stay at the resort? So she actually went, went with her husband and that was, she used him as her assistant okay. and they stayed almost as long as we did. <laughs> they were the only other couple that stayed almost as long oh, as okay. we did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a unique experience with that. Yeah. I wonder how many, did she talk about how many destination weddings she did? I mean, I'm assuming if she's doing one, she's not staying at the resort for 10 days every time. <laughs> no, it was just, they planned a vacation. Oh, okay. It. Yeah. Um, but I know she's super, super busy. Um, I think she's even going to Malibu this weekend. Like she's all over the place. So okay. yeah, that's a fun, I've always thought how, if I didn't have um, kids or what, if they weren't little right now, like how fun of a job that would be to just go shoot in like beautiful locations and get vacations out of it. Basically. <laughs> That's exactly what she did. It was yeah. Cool. So anything else worth sharing about your wedding day? I want to, um, just ask where you had mentioned where you got your dress and the bridesmaid dresses looks like they were from Kleinfeld. What did you do for the groom's apparel? Or the groom, did you guys have a big wedding party or? So there were three bridesmaids and two groomsmen. Okay. Um, so there were, yeah, five total. But I just told the guys, white button down, um, sent them a brown belt color that I wanted. They didn't all wear it and I didn't care. But, uh, <laughs> and then just like khaki pants. And then I, I didn't even specify shoes and one of them wore rubber flip flops and I still didn't care. I was like, it's a beach wedding. Who cares? Yeah. I literally wore sparkly rainbows under my dress because I'm <laughs> just not that person. But uh, I kind of just left it up to them and I just told them what I wanted. Um, and yeah, and then the girls, I was like trying to find something that was flattering for all of them. And Kleinfeld had a lot of really great options and I kind of, I heard some horror stories about some other bridesmaid dress places. I can't remember the names of them off the top of my head, but just like do your research. Um, but Kleinfeld was really great. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, we got lucky with that too, because I chose my groom, my husband's uh, like attire, um, and was just like kind of the same thing. Just tell them like button up long sleeve, white shirt, um, like lighter gray pants. And my husband ended up just sending him, sending them a link to all the stuff he bought. And they just like all bought the exact same thing. I was like, perfect. I, you know, I wasn't like expecting it, but then it ended up just like, they all just were like, you know what? It's probably just easier if I just bought the exact same thing he's wearing. And then they all matched perfectly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It worked out thankfully. Cause you never know what the guys, if they're on top of stuff like that, but <laughs> we got, we got as close as we could and that's, I'll be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you do any, I just want to ask a few guest related questions. Did you 
have an itinerary for your guests? I sent them a text at what time they needed to be everywhere. Okay. I was, I'm like probably one of the most laid back people when it comes to like, I'm very much a planner, but I just send them the times they need to be there and what time the ceremony was starting and just show up a little early. And yeah, I didn't do a wedding website. I didn't do any of that. Uh, just send them all a text. Okay. So, yeah. um, cause I had know you had mentioned the catamaran as well. Did you guys, and did you guys do like a, like a, co- like a welcome cocktail hour or dinner or anything like that? No, because everyone got there at different times, yeah. just based on work schedules or whatever. Um, we did, I mean, we did the rehearsal dinner. Uh, so we did, that was the second day we were there. Um, and not even everyone was able to make that. So it was just kind of whoever was able to make it. Um, and then we had drinks after that. Uh, oh, okay. yeah. And then it was wedding day. Yeah. With a smaller group too. It's not as much of a, um, I, I feel like some, some couples don't even do like a rehearsal, you know, because it's such a short ceremony usually that it's just like you walk down, you know, the guests walk down and then you walk down and then you all walk out. It's pretty simple, but it worked out because our photographer went with her packages. One of the things that she did, if it was local was like a photo booth. And I was like, you don't need to bring that. We're not doing that. We're not those people. And she said that we could just do, she did pictures for the rehearsal like dinner. Well, she, she just did the rehearsal, but she took photos of our rehearsal, which was kind of cool. Oh, so we nice. got those as well. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. We use the resort photographer and, um, thankfully they were really, the, the quality of the pictures were really good. Um, and we chose to do that because both of my sisters kind of do photography on the side. So I was like, if we're paying for this, we'll just ask them to bring their cameras and like shoot as much as they can outside of what the resort photographer will do. But, um, we still have pretty limited like number of photos. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't want to like expect them to drop enjoying our wedding to shoot like, you know, at the same time either. So I also wish we would have gotten more of like the reception itself or like the dancing and like all of that. Cause there's very few photos of that, but we actually, I brought disposable cameras. Um, I brought oh. three or four of them and I set them out on the table. I would recommend saying like, make sure you know what you're doing when you're taking the photo because people are drinking, not paying attention, but we got a bunch of those as well, which was super cool because it was from the guest perspective. So oh, okay. disposable cameras are a really fun idea. Yeah. How many did you end up using? Four. Four. Four okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fun. I always forget about that too, especially when we're like showing up at another wedding. It's like, Ooh, <laughs> you just like take, you know, those fun shots and then surprise the couple later when they get them developed and it's a fun experience. Oh yeah. Um, did you, you had already mentioned you didn't do like gifts for your guests or anything, um, because of the catamaran. So I'm assuming that means like, um, you know, you see like welcome bags are really popular things like that. You just kind of forego that to do the group excursion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I did, I did gifts for all the bridesmaids, like a little bracelet. We did, yeah, like I did that kind of stuff. Um, Eric bought them like cigars and the guys cigars and drinks and everything, but you know, we did the catamaran, which was, I think even better. No. Yeah. That's, that's, that's cool. I know. I think, Welcome bags were such a popular thing, but I think they are kind of, um, making their way out because 
there's been, well, I shouldn't say making their way out. They're becoming less popular, I think, because brides are having issues with like getting through customs with them or finding the luggage space to bring it all and put it all together. Um, and then they still want like an excursion or like some sort of group activity anyway. So then it's like, okay, do we ask the, the guests to pay for it or are we paying for it? In addition to the welcome bags, you know, it's, it can add up to be a lot. Yeah. And I mean, with how everything's going in the world, it's like save your money and like do something cool with your guests, like take them to dinner or, you know, there's so much to do in Cancun. So, and I'm sure wherever, wherever anyone else is going. Yeah, for sure. Unless you had anything else to add. Oh, I did see, let me see at the bottom here. Um, If you could change anything about your experience, what would it be? And you said to try to be more present throughout the whole experience. So did you have a hard time uh, when all of your guests were there with you? Just like hanging out and like not worrying about like, oh, I didn't talk to this person enough or like anything like that. It was more like getting ready. There was like all these like little things that were happening as we were getting ready. Oh. Um, and I was just kind of getting caught up in that. And then it was a little flustered when it was time for my pictures and everything. Um, but yeah, just like trying to remain as calm as you can and like realize that it's out of your control at this point. So whatever happens is meant to happen that way. And just to focus on you and your groom or bride or whoever's listening to this, but like focusing on your significant other. And in regards to um, spending time with the guest, I feel like because it was so small and intimate, we were able to bop around. And um, I, I almost prefer it that way. So you're not feeling like you're being pulled in a million directions. But yeah, just being more present for every second of it rather than just like getting in your head, getting stressed, but just taking it one step at a time and realizing that it's going to be perfect how it is. Yeah. Awesome. It sounds like you guys had a great experience with very few, if any regrets or things you wish you would have done differently. So that's the ultimate goal, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, My husband, he's, he DJs part-time. So he actually like created our set for the whole wedding. Oh, fun. So we didn't even have a DJ because we we're like, we don't need a DJ. We have one. So we just had an <laughs> iPod. Um, but yeah, just like have fun. And you know, it only happens once and hopefully, and it goes, <laughs> right. it goes really fast. Like, you know, the process leading up to it was so crazy and it feel like it took forever. But once we were there, it blew by. So just like soak it in and yeah, just realize that this is like a big moment in your life and just to soak it in. Yeah, that's great advice. All right. Well, I think I think that's like all the questions, the big questions that I had for you. Lots of awesome information, I think, that people are really going to enjoy hearing. So thanks again for joining and um, for listeners as well. If you wanted to see more pictures and um, check out any vendors, I'll tag the photographer and everyone else that you had mentioned that you used so that they can check that out as well. Oh, me too. I'm excited. Thanks for doing this. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.